Hi, everyone. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined alongside my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. And, Wes, it is a Tuesday, and in the last a little less than 48 hours, I guess I would say, there's been a lot going on here at 1265 Lombardi Avenue. And cut to the chase, the Packers lose at home to the Arizona Cardinals and Within a couple of hours, head coach Mike McCarthy's been relieved of his duties, and the Packers are moving on, and the eyes are on the future. They are, Mike, uh, and obviously, you know, Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, all the primary parties spoke on Monday about where things are headed and what the eye is with the future and, and building over these next four weeks. You know, Murphy, I thought, was pretty candid uh, and explained his thinking well in terms of what the thought process was. Certainly a very difficult loss, 20-17 to to the Arizona Cardinals, a team that Murphy, Gutekunst, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the locker room afterwards said they need to beat that team. They didn't get it done. They didn't play well in that contest. And Murphy felt like the time was right, time was needed to, to make a change. And it now becomes on Joe Philbin, will be the interim coach here for the rest of the month. And the Packers will be, get a chance to begin their process now of selecting what will eventually be the 15th head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and I think uh, one thing Mark Murphy made pretty clear is that no decision had been made that in as much as the Packers had been struggling through the month of November, some close losses, tough losses on the road, tough venues, all of that kind of stuff, there was always the hope and the support to try to turn things around like the Packers did in 2016 when they were 4-6 and six and ran the table to the NFC Championship, like the Packers and Mike McCarthy did in 2009 when they lost a terrible game midseason to a really bad Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and yeah. were 4-4. Four and four. And people were wondering then about Mike McCarthy's job security, Aaron Rodgers in his second year as the starting quarterback, where is the franchise headed? They rip off seven wins in their last eight regular season games, get to the playoffs, and that became the start of eight consecutive postseason berths. There were other, obviously, low moments that Mike McCarthy, his leadership, Aaron Rodgers, that pulled the Packers out of it. They weren't pulling out of it this year. And essentially when the decision was made then that Mike McCarthy would not be the head coach in 2019, there was no point in hanging on and having any kind of a cloud over the franchise over the last month of what was going to happen and this and that. It's the decisions made, you move on. It's Joe Philbin's team for the final month. He's auditioning in some respects to potentially be the head coach in 2019, but it was also stated pretty uh, emphatically that there's going to be a wide net cast here. No, no doors being closed, no parameters being put on the upcoming search as far as offense, defense, college experience, pro experience. Um, the doors are wide open here. Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst are going to go look for the next man to lead the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and Murphy also said that he and, and Brian also were in unison and in concert with each other on Sunday night to make the decision to uh, remove Mike McCarthy as head coach. It's still somewhat surreal. As you said, Mike, it's been 48 hours later, but obviously when you've had a, a man that's been in that role for as many years yeah. as he was, uh, it's, it's different. I think you felt that in the locker room on Monday. Uh, Brian Balaga was effusive in his praise. I, I give Balaga a lot of credit. He's he stepped up and I think had a at, he's played well on the field, but in the locker room he's really been a voice in there this season and had to talk through some really tough moments. And he said, you know, when you look at McCarthy, it wasn't just the coach he was. He was a phenomenal coach, but it was also the man. Yeah. And it was that man that steered them through a lot of dark times, uh, in challenging times over the last ten to you know ten twelve years. That being said, there is a lot of confidence in Joe. 
Philbin. He's been there. A lot of these veterans know him. The young players have been impressed by him. And if, although Philbin said this isn't about his future, this he's not thinking about that, he doesn't really care to speak about what his chances are at landing this job, he wants to get the team back on track. And, and while he does that, Murphy Gutekunst can start looking towards trying to figure out what exactly they're looking for the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers. One of the things I wrote in Insider Inbox was that when you look back at, I, I think specifically, the legacy of a guy like Ted Thompson, he hired one head coach and he drafted Aaron Rodgers with his first pick. That set the future of this franchise up. That mm -hmm. foundation that they still stand on today was solid because of that. Now, in this next phase of this thing, Murphy and Gutekunst are going to look to do the same thing. Yeah, and it sounds like it's going to be a collaborative effort. Mike, Mark Murphy questioned pretty fiercely, I guess you might say, in terms of why he's the one in charge of making this decision, not Brian Gutekunst. But he said he's not going to hire a coach that Brian Gutekunst is not comfortable with, right. that he used the phrase actively involved. I, I took it to mean that it's going to be a, a collaborative effort between the two of them, but somebody has to have the final say. Right. And the final say... Um, the contract offer, so to speak, however that materializes, is going to be made by Mark Murphy as the Packers move forward here. And as I said before, no parameters on it at this point, except he did clarify that it's not going to be a decision or anything happening before the end of the regular right. season. It's something that is going to carry um, at least into January. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of other questions obviously will come up between now and then. But the Packers are in no rush to do this at this moment. Yeah, and especially with how attractive this job is going to be, because here's the thing, Mike, and, and the question was asked uh, a couple times of Murphy and then also to Aaron Rodgers in the locker room about how far away this team is. Would you qualify this as a rebuild? And Rodgers said he really doesn't view it like that. He views it as Murphy's mindset is to win now. And and with having Rodgers there, having a promising young running back with, with Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams at the peak of his powers, there are a lot of good, strong playmakers on this team. I think there are a few places the Packers this offseason need to fill some holes, mm -hmm. uh, need to build some depth. But overall, when you look at when you when you set out on a, a path to start building a team, if you're completely rebuilding, you want your you want your quarterback, you want your receiver, you want your left tackle, you want your cornerback. Packers have a lot of those guys, so it's just about being finding the right person to bring them along. And I, I was walking around at Lambeau Field this morning, Mike kind of just thinking to myself and working on a story on Joe Philbin and, and some other things that I've been assigned. And I was thinking about this, and it, it really did hit me in that the Packers in, in the situation that they're in right now, yes, it's difficult, and it's a tumultuous time. You don't like upheaval, uh, especially in season. But at the same time, this is the first time they've really been able to press reset in quite a while. Mm -hmm. And it is a, it's a year-to-year -year league. This wasn't the Packers' year. But I don't know if that necessarily means that next year can't be. I, I think Mike McCarthy coming in in 2006 and you know, a year after that being able to lead them the NFC Championship game shows you how quickly these things can turn around. But it is all at this time about finding the right fit to make that happen. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit more about what you said about, uh, about next year. But uh, to take care of some sponsor business, the Green Bay Packers get ready for game day with the powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35 Headphones 2. Learn more at www.bose.com Packers. Bose, the official headphones of the Green Bay Packers. And, of course, as it gets colder outside, Wes, yeah. at home or here in the stands, we all know that Green Bay fans give it their all, and that takes a lot of energy. So grab a warm bowl, 
of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Packers fans everywhere. Try the delicious classic chicken noodle soup. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, official soup partner of the Green Bay Packers. I am totally on board with you, Wes, with regards to the fact that, and what Aaron Rodgers said, that this is not a rebuild. There are pieces in place. And in this league, things can turn around very, very quickly. The Packers are going to be going into an offseason. It'll be Brian Gutekunst's second offseason as general manager. We saw him make some aggressive moves in free agency. Those will be obviously evaluated. Unfortunately, one of those ended in an injury with Muhammad Wilkerson, you know, um, but the approach in the offseason is is going to – we already saw in Gutekun's first offseason, it was a very different approach. And he's going to – he's also going to be going into this next draft with two first-round picks, right. both the Packers and the New Orleans Saints. Um, so as it looks right now, one of those will be in the top half of the first round, the other one obviously in the bottom half of the first round. But at the end of the day, it's two first-round picks. It's two of the first, you know, two-and-a-half dozen – players to come off the board the opportunity the opportunity is here to make 2018 the anomaly and I know 2017 was also a losing season but when you lose your starting quarterback for yeah. nine ten games okay that didn't work out that that sort of falls into a different category but the opportunity is here to make 2018 um, the exception not the rule for the Green Bay Packers and that's when when this bad season hit rock bottom with a loss to an Arizona Cardinals team that should not be able to come into Lambeau Field in December and beat the Packers. When you hit rock bottom, then it's like, okay, it's uh, it's time to move on and 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 not wait around. And uh, and the reason the decision is being made now is because Murphy and Gutekunst believe that this team is not as far away right. as a four seven and one record might suggest. Well, and, and it's not going to get a lot of headlines because of how things have gone this season. I know a lot of people like to bring up the 2015 draft and, and how that didn't really work out for the Packers, but you know, 2016 was a strong draft for them. You're seeing Kenny Clark really become his own player, one of the top nose tackles in this league. Dean Lowry has three sacks in the last four games. Blake Martinez has turned into their every down inside linebacker. I think the early returns on this 18 draft, the first one of Brian Gutekunst, have been really good. Jair Alexander no looks like a legitimate... It shut down cornerback in this league. He's 21 years young, carries himself like a 30-year-old All-Pro. Uh, there is a lot to build around when you're just talking about trying to find more playmakers, find guys to build the defense around, find players to potentially be able to put around Aaron Rodgers. It's all right in front of them in that regard. So, yeah, I think getting two picks in the first round, I I've said it since Gutekunst made the trade. You go back to the last time the Packers did it, it was 2009, now, mind you, it happened on the day of the draft when they moved up right. to get Clay Matthews. Right. But when they took two stabs at it, <laughs> Ted Thompson set the foundation there for a couple top five, top ten defenses for a couple seasons yeah. with Clay Matthews and B.J. Raji. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that far away. The, the bigger thing for the Packers, I think, uh, looking more at the immediate what's in front of us as it stands is, and I wrote about this in Inbox, it, it, it's a matter of pride right now. There's a lot of prideful people in there that have been to the top of the mountain, that know what it feels like to be a world champion, that now for the first time are going to be challenged here for four, three, four games to play the string out, to to not be in quote-unquote playoff comp you know, contention. I understand there's still a percentage chance right now, but, yeah. but that I think is going to be the biggest thing. And, and that's where a guy like Joe Philbin, the way he carries himself, I, I said he's the epitome of class. 
it's going to be up to him, Mike Pettin, Ron Zook, to be able to rally the troops here, finish this season strong, and then you know maybe try to find some momentum to be able to build into this offseason. Well, let's be honest here, Wes. If you're a player in the Packers locker room and you're not a veteran player with a secure contract, right. so to speak, just to put guys in a certain category, these last, these last four games, there is nothing more competitive than NFL football and roster spots and anybody's future in this league. You're talking about a new draft class that comes in every year, undrafted rookies, free agent signings, everything else. The guys in that locker room, you know, it's what you put on video now right. these last four games. There's gonna be there's gonna be new leadership, there's been change. But how you finish this season, both individually and collectively, is going to go a long way towards some of the decisions that are made Absolutely. in the offseason. And, and these players are not, uh, are not naive to that fact. So while some people out there may be wondering, well, you know, do you just, do you just sit Aaron Rodgers and you know, play all these young guys you know, and, and look towards the future and play it like preseason games, I'm not saying those young guys aren't going to get a certain amount of reps and snaps and stuff, but you also have to find out if the players that you have in that locker room right now, if under some different leadership, if there is more to get out of them and if there is and if they are going to be part of the future. And that's what Brian Gutekunst and his personnel staff are going to be watching right. over these final four games. Absolutely. It's a great point you make and in looking at Aaron Rodgers specifically Joe Witt said, to the best of his knowledge, he's not in any increased danger right now playing through that knee injury that hurt him, you know, bothered him early in the season. He even said he looked as mobile, as active in the pocket as he's been all season in that game against Arizona. So if there's no added injury concern there with Rodgers for the long term, he's going to play. And he's going to play, one, because he's the leader of the team and that's what he's paid to do, but two... I don't think it would be fair to a guy like Devontae Adams to sit Aaron Rodgers at the juncture of the season. Devontae Adams has laid it on the line for you every single week. And yeah, he wants to win. Yes, he wants to be in the playoffs. Yes, he wants to be able to get a Super Bowl ring. But the fact of the matter is, is Devontae Adams has put together a pretty special season. We talked about it as recently as last week. Mm -hmm. the, where he's lined up right now, a 100-yard season, potentially setting new franchise records, you want to give him the opportunity to do that, to finish strong, to put together that complete season that kind of has eluded him in the past for one reason or another. Right. You also want to get guys like Jay Kumaro some snaps here. Listen, Mike, and I said this to you earlier this week, it's a great story. It's phenomenal what he's been able to do and get to this level. We got to see if he can do it in the NFL regular season now. You need to give him that chance. You need to be able to see exactly what you have going into the preseason next year. Robert Tanyan, some of these guys on the defensive side of the ball, Tyler Lancaster, how yeah. does he fit into a potential rotation moving forward? All those things are so critical right now because here's the reality of it, Mike. The Packers' playoff chances could go to zero, depending on a couple scenarios after this weekend. Sure. And there aren't a whole lot of play. The teams on this list coming up that you're going to be able to play spoiler for. The Jets and, and Lions, their seasons are pretty much are what they are. Yeah. So it's a matter of being able to get up for those contests and show what you're metal, show what you're made of, and being able to, to prove to Brian Gutekunst and the guys in, in that locker room that I deserve to be a part of the long-term plans of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I totally agree with you. One thing I want to do before we go today, though, is just to reflect for a few moments sure. on the Mike McCarthy tenure here in Green Bay because there aren't a lot of guys in this league who get their first head coaching job as Mike McCarthy did in 2006 and last for 13 years. It's incredible. This is a guy this is a guy who is the second longest tenured coach in Packers history, second most victories, 125 in the regular season plus 10 in the postseason. Obviously a Super Bowl championship, mentioned the eight straight 
playoff berths, four trips to the NFC Championship game. But even all that said, Wes, what I'm going to remember about Mike McCarthy are the times that his leadership was so sorely needed and he came through to lead this team through some tough times. And I'm talking about not just four and six and run the table in 2016, but the fail Mary game in 2012 when everything could have completely fallen apart um, from uh, um, from just an attitude and leadership standpoint amongst many people in the organization. Mike McCarthy was the one who stood there and gave the most dignified response to the whole thing. And what ends up happening, the Packers still go to the playoffs right. in 2012. They put they put that behind them. I mentioned the Tampa Bay loss in, in 2009 when Tampa Bay was winless and they were having a first year, a first start for a rookie quarterback, and the Packers went down and lost that game. And everybody wondered where that was going. And this is the head coach who had insisted on Aaron Rodgers was ready in 2008. This was the guy a year and a half into that, 2008 and half of 2009. Everybody was wondering where this was going. And then we saw where it was going after that. So, and I could go on and on about the list, but those are the things that I'm going to remember about Mike McCarthy. Yes, things went south in 2018. It happens in this league. It happens to the best coaches in this league. It doesn't mean that Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to coach. I think he's going to get another job this offseason if he wants one, and I would expect him to, to be successful again. But, uh, but there's, things, aren't, things don't feel good right now, but in time there's going to be a lot of really, really neat stuff to remember about these 13 seasons with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and Mark Murphy said it too. I mean, when you look at what Andy Reid has done now going to Kansas City, these guys, you know, the, the the truly elite coaches find ways to make it work in other locations. And Mike McCarthy, again, if he wants to do that, we'll see exactly where his heart lies and, and what he wants to do as far as his next step. Right. That's certainly available to him. And you, you raise a great point. I think 2008 is something that always is going to stand out to me. The conviction he had in his system in the development of Aaron Rodgers to, pr- to push forward with that. You know what this league is like, Mike. It would have been really easy to roll over, just say, yep, come back, Brett, lose Aaron Rodgers a year or two later, and then then you gave up arguably the, the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Um, but him and Ted Thompson stayed true to that. They stayed true to themselves in 2016 through the, the ups and downs. They did it in 2009, 2010. That regard, you, I give them all the credit in the world. From a personal perspective, uh, mine is a little bit different because I, I was on the other side of this thing for a number of years, covered them critically for five years. I wrote all the stories in 2015 about where is this team heading? Are they lo- is he losing it? How are they falling apart? They started 6-0, and and now you're, you're scrambling, right. and he brought them back. And, and the thing that's always going to stand out to me after I got hired here at Packers.com, sat up in his office with him, and talked uh, for a while, a long time, uh, about my life, where I was at, where my family was at, my decision for coming on board. And I got to give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit for how welcoming he was to an outsider uh, that asked a lot of tough questions and wrote a lot of uh, interesting stories over the years, um, but yet always was incredibly welcoming to me and asking me, regardless of what the win-loss record was or what the result had been the night before, how I was doing, how my family was doing, what my plans were for the off season. Going to miss those conversations, and uh, 
I doubt Mike McCarthy's a loyal viewer of Packers Unscripted, but if he's I have out there... A, yeah, I have a feeling he's not, but if that's, he's a, out but that's there okay. Somewhere, I don't hey, blame him for I got that. Ben Sheets to send me an autograph there you on, go. Pa- on Insider Inbox. Insider so Inbox has, it, it things, has, it has special power sometimes. But, uh, yeah, if he's out there checking us out, a big thank you to him for that. All right, and we will call it a wrap with that on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. On Twitter, he's at West Hot. I'm at Mike Spofford at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you.